What's up, everybody? Welcome to our first episode of Murder Happy Hour. We are your hosts, Morgan and Amber. For those of you that don't know us, we are two North Dakota local girls who decided to start a true crime podcast. Uh, we are all things true crime obsessed. Shout out to our favorite podcast, Serial and Crime Junkie. Whoop, whoop. I don't know what to say. I feel like I got nervous all of a sudden. Okay. She's nervous. Okay, guys. So if you haven't listened to Serial or you don't even know who Anand Syed is, please go listen and then come back to us. And by listen, she means listen to the case against Anand Syed on Serial Season 1. We just want to preface this episode uh, with the thought that we are not in any way professionals. If you literally can't tell by now, we are not professionals. <laughs> We are not professionals. I just want to repeat that again. We are in no way associated with the case. We were just listeners like everybody else, and we've really taken this case to heart. And everything we talk about here is facts that we have found ourselves in our own investigating on the Internet, because, you know, everything on the Internet is true. Shout out to Google. And also from our basing our own opinions and our own theories on what could have happened in this case. And we're going to start out by giving you a brief overview of the case against Adnan Syed and the story of what happened to Heyman Lee. And I also don't want to make this about just Adnan. Obviously, Hay lost her life in a very tragic way, so we don't want to belittle that at all. But, so, the case against Adnan Syed. And at one point, Adnan and Hay Min Lee were uh, students at Woodlawn High in, in Maryland. And they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Both of them came from very religious families. And basically, it was a love relationship that just didn't work out. They were Neither of them were allowed to date, and things just kind of fizzled out. Hay got a new boyfriend. Adnan was seeing a few other girls. And one day, Hay was supposed to pick up her younger cousin from school and never showed up. Um, at first, she was just reported missing. They didn't know where she was. And then they found her body in Leakin Park. Amber's going to go through a direct timeline with you guys. Um, there was no really thought that Anon was the killer. I think they definitely investigated against him. But at the time, he was only 17 or 18 years old. And he had moved on from Hay. Hay had moved on from him. They were still friends. They were in a very tight circle. And it just was kind of a thing of, okay, where were you when this happened? He had an alibi, and they never really spoke to Adnan again until they received an anonymous tip that they should investigate Adnan for the murder. Uh, to this day, Adnan is still in prison for the murder of Heyman Lee, and there is a vast majority of the people that listen to the podcasts, I would say, that believe in Adnan's innocence. Um, every piece of evidence that the prosecution had against him basically was either inadmissible or had been the witnesses that they had were not very reliable. So that is just a very very basic overview like i said check out serial serial is literally probably 14 episodes dedicated just to the case against adnan syed we on our podcast do not intend to do that our main goal of our podcast is to go through episodes that really have and cases that have really like got us fired up and touched our souls and things that we just feel like we need to discuss and discuss our theories and what we think happened and just the injustices against either the victim or in this case we feel very strongly that Adnan is not guilty so that's a good thing to preface this with so 
Um, Amber's going to run through a very detailed timeline with you, and then we're going to kind of talk about what the case against Adnan was, um, reasons why, excuse my honesty, this case sucks. The prosecution's case sucks. Um, we're going to run through the suspects, the theories. Okay, so I'm just going to go through a brief timeline just to kind of put everything into perspective and um, just give an overview of kind of what what went down um, back in 99. January 13th, 1999, Hay went missing after school. She was supposed to pick up her cousin and she never showed up. She was last seen getting fries at the concession stand. My kind of girl. Yeah, I mean, same. My Our school didn't have fries. No. Hmm. They had super nachos. That was good. And the breadsticks. The breadsticks were legit. Anyway. So, hey, went missing. Um, there was really nothing that went on. People kind of weren't really sure what happened. They sort of speculated maybe she went out to California. Um, I think her dad or her stepdad maybe lived out there. She had talked about it a bit. Um, there was also a couple storm days at school. Um, there was just kind of a lot going on, but all this time goes by and Hay is missing. So fast forward to February 9th. So this is almost a month after she goes missing. Um, a guy stops in the woods to take a pee and discovers Hay's body. So obviously this moves the case from a missing person case to a murder investigation. Um, February 12th, an anonymous caller calls the police and tells them to look at Adnan, who is the ex-boyfriend. Now, Hay does have a current boyfriend, Don, and we'll go into that later, but um, this anonymous caller, this tip, told them to look at Adnan. February 18th, um, they look into Adnan's cell phone records. We will also get into that a little bit later. Don't get me fired up yet. Okay, so then from February 26th, February 27th, and February 28th, it's kind of um, back and forth between a girl named Jen and then Jay, and they're talking to police and back and forth, and there's a lot of confusion, a lot of lies, a lot of possible truths. We're not even sure. Um, but basically, this all culminates on February 28th when Adnan is officially arrested for the murder of Heyman Lee. Um, Jay is interviewed once again in March, and then he comes back again for a third interview, March 18th, and in April again for a fourth interview. Uh, we'll get into some of the more nitty-gritty details um, in a moment, but December 8th is when Adnan's trial begins. Uh, there was a mistrial, and then in January of the following year, so January 2000, um, his second trial begins. And he is convicted within, I want to say, two hours the jury deliberated. Two four hours. Yeah, he is convicted of first-degree murder, and he is sentenced to life and then some. All right, so there's, like, the briefest overview of overviews, and now we're going to get into the nitty-gritties. We need to talk about Hay's car. We need to talk about Jay, Adnan's frenemy, for sure, guys. I had frenemies in high school. This guy's the frenemy of all frenemies. We need to talk about Don, Hay's new boyfriend. We need to talk about Jen. Everybody's friend, kind of. Who even is Jen? Nobody I mean, even knows who Jen is. She's everybody's friend and nobody's friend. Yeah. She's a friend of me, too. We need to talk about a Cell couple... Cell phone pings. Cell phone pings. Hayes car. We need to talk about a couple gentlemen that were out of jail at the time of her death. 
that were also suspicious and could have been involved in the death of Hamin, Hamin Lee. Excuse me. These are very far-fetched theories, in my opinion. It seems to me like Hay was murdered by somebody who was close to her that she was around. But that's to be determined because we still, to this day, don't know the truth. We also need to talk about Mr. S, as we call him. The gentleman who found Hay's body when he was taking a pee-pee in the woods. Yes, I'm a mom of young kids. He was taking a pee-pee. <laughs> okay. So... The case against Sidnan. First step, Hay's car. Hay's car was found before Hay was. It was found abandoned on the side of the road. Um, nowhere, what, probably a week after she went missing? A couple weeks after she went remember, missing? But I know Jay led them to the car, yes. which is so fishy. Jay knew where the car was. He Jay knew it. says he knew where the car was because Adnan is the one who killed Hay. But... Do we know this for sure? Did the cops know where the car was? There's so any conspiracy theorists out there. We should also mention at this point that when um, the day that Hay went missing, Jay was driving Adnan's car and also was borrowing Adnan's cell phone. So keep that in mind as we're running through all of this. So Jay is a friend of Adnan and Hayes, probably more Adnan than Hayes. He was kind of the troublesome one in the group. The... Anand was, like, a good kid. He was a Muslim. He was part of, like, the smart kid group in school. But he also liked to smoke a little weed on the side. So, Jay was Anand's weed-smoking pal. Yes. And that's how Adnan and Hay met, was in these special AP classes that they were taking for the gifted students. Air quotes. Gifted students. Um, how Adnan met Jay, we're not really sure. Jay was a few years older than Adnan. He was kind of always in and out of trouble. He was that guy that you couldn't get away from, but you shouldn't hang out with either. So Jay led them to Hay's car. At around the same time, there was an anonymous call made into police to investigate Adnan in the disappearance of Heyman Lee. There really was no evidence given other than the fact that there was a tip that was called in, and they've never revealed who made that tip against Ednan. So the biggest case against Ednan, the cell phone pangs. Anyone who's listened to Serial, Bryn Fisher, I'm looking at you. The cell phone pings. Literally, the state's case was cell phone pings, and this was 1999, you guys. Cell phone pings in 1999. Also, Jay, the weed-smoking, not-so-friend-friend. Literally, that is their case. I mean, if you want to smoke weed, you do what you want to do, but... We're not judging. We are not here to judge. So, um, and on the cell phone records that posted Adnan near the Best Buy, so the Best Buy that was part of Jay's story, is that Adnan showed him Hay's body in the parking lot of a nearby Best Buy. And according to the prosecution, Adnan's cell phone pinged at this Best Buy at that specific time. But the funny part of this is that on the actual sheet of the cell phone records from the cell phone company, it said that it was not admissible in court and the fact that these records were not set in stone. Can we also back up here? Jay's story, as I mentioned before, he was interviewed, I think, four times by the police. Some of it was recorded. Some of it wasn't. One time, the body, the, the trunk pop, I think they called it, the trunk pop happened at 
Best Buy. Two other times it happened in some random other places. So what do these cell phone pings even mean if the story keeps changing? And the thing about Jay is that the trunk pop that we're talking about is his story changed multiple times about where Adnan showed him Hay's body in the back of her own car. We're going to get into the reason why Hay's body could possibly not be in the back of that car a little bit later on, but don't get me going on that. So the third most important part of the state's case against Adnan was Jay's testimony, which I think at this point, everyone's on the same page as us. Jay basically was saying what the cops wanted him to say. Jay had been in and out of trouble. He was kind of a, just a bad egg. And he didn't want to be in trouble, so he told the state what they wanted to hear. Okay, all right. Number one reason why the prosecution state sucks. The timeline doesn't fit. We're not going to go a whole lot into the timeline because Serial covers it like an OG. And they, like, literally take it down to the minute. The basics of it are, is there was a witness that saw Adnan at the library from the time that he would have left the school to when he would have had to been back at the school for track practice. It was dang near physically impossible that he would have been able to make it from point A to point B, back from point B to point A. And all the while, literally murdering somebody in a fit of rage. And putting her in a strip not happening and that's just one of the stories just one of the timelines that doesn't add up there's so many timelines and none of them add up the other reason why the case is not so good is Hay's body so we're going to go into pretty in-depth detail about this because I've done my fair share of research so Hay's body's lividity showed that she was moved post-mortem between 10 30 p.m and 2 30 a.m it also showed that she was found face down for at least eight hours after her death and was laid on her right side at least eight hours after the death. What that means is that blood pooled on the front of her body, so think her face and her chest, rather than on the right side. I just want to note that when Hayes' body was found in Leakin Park, she was found laying on her right side of her body. So that means she was moved at least eight hours after her death. Also, if she had been stuffed up in a non's trunk during this time, as Jay says she was, she would have been pretzeled up. Hay was a tall girl. I want to say, this is a totally offhand, but I want to say she was 5'6". So try and fit yourself in a 5'6 trunk, a 5'6 person laying in a trunk. You would have to pretzel yourself up. If she had been in a non's trunk during this time, she would have been pretzeled up and lividity would not have presented as it did. It wouldn't have just shown on literally like she was laying front, face down on the front of her body. The pathologist also found that her body was buried between 8 to 24 hours after death. So Hay was last seen between 2 and 3 p.m. So at the absolute earliest that Hay was buried would have been between 10 p.m. and 3 p.m. the next day. So if you're following along here with me, that would have meant that she would have been in Adnan's trunk for about seven to eight hours after her death, which would not be possible with her laying totally face down where the blood pooled in her face and her chest. Most importantly, there was not one piece of Adnan's DNA found at the scene where Hay was left. We need to remember that Adnan at the time was 18 years old, and didn't really have a lot of crime background. He was an easygoing young kid. 
liked playing sports, liked school, liked smoking the occasional joint. There was no way that in between the time of, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt, 3 p.m. and 10.30 p.m., that her body was in the back of Adnan's vehicle, as Jay first stated. So going off of that a little bit, so obviously the physical evidence with the lividity of her body, like it just doesn't work. It just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. There was nothing in the vehicle. All they found in Hay's vehicle of Adnan's was a palm print. It wasn't even a fingerprint. I think it was like a partial palm print. print. Well, duh, he's an ex-boyfriend. Like, I'm sure... And they're still friends. Yeah, I'm sure that he's been in her car many times. Like, she gave him rides. But that was literally their one shred of physical evidence that they had. They didn't have anything linking him to her body, to Leakin Park, to nothing. There's no physical evidence. And I'm sorry, but most cases... Even with physical evidence, they don't convict. I can't even imagine how they convicted Adnan with literally zero physical evidence. No DNA, no fingerprints, no nothing. Hello, OJ. If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. (laughs) So, another reason why the case, the prosecution's case sucks. There was a witness that saw Adnan in the library at between, what was it, 3 and 3.30 p.m. So for him to be able to get from the library to Best Buy, kill Hay, get back to the library, and be back in time for Coach Sai to see him, Coach Sai is his track coach, to see him at practice, is literally almost physically impossible. Basically, this witness, seeing him in the library, completely blows the case out of the water. Like, her seeing him there means everything. And it's also worth noting that at the time of the trial, her name is Asia McLean, did not want to come forward and speak at the trial. She had originally went to the prosecutor, had told her story, and then afterwards had decided that she didn't want to speak at the hearing and did not want to be a part of it. I truly believe that if she would have spoken at this hearing that Adnan would not have been found guilty and went to prison at the age of 18, and he is still in prison today. I just want to note that in 2019. This case, I believe Adnan went to prison in 1999. His first trial began in December of 1999. So he has literally been in prison for almost 20 years for a crime that there is very little physical evidence that he committed. Okay. So, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into our theories, who we think might be potential suspects. I'm going to just throw out some theories for you. So, I'm going to go ahead and start with Jay. Jay is our fishy character. He's our star witness. He's the one who's basically like, Adnan did it, and that's why Adnan is in jail. There's just so many things that don't add up here. So, his story changed four times. First of all, he didn't even want to talk to the cops, and his reason for not wanting to talk to the cops is because he didn't want to get in trouble for selling drugs. I mean, I get it, but when a literal murder investigation is going on, I think drugs are the least of your worries. So he kind of said that's why he didn't say everything right away. Um, He gave the cops a story, then the next time he gave the cops a different story, it always changed and it kept changing. Did he see the body at Best Buy? Did he see the body in some random road or park? Did Anand tell him beforehand that he was going to kill Hay? Or was it a random crime of passion? His story is literally all over the place. 
Okay, so the first thing that seems a little too convenient is the day that he went missing, Adnan borrowed his car and his cell phone to Jay. So is this Jay taking the opportunity to pin it on Adnan? Was it really just Adnan being that seriously unlucky? I have no idea. I think that Jay knows way too much to not be more involved than he Mm -hmm. is. I mean, if he can come to the cops and say, I know where the car is, I provided the shovels to bury the body. From his home, guys. I threw my clothes away and I told my friend about it. How are you not more involved than you are? Whereas Adnan doesn't even know what he did that day because he's innocent. Adnan was literally at track practice, guys. So I think Jay had an opportunity. He had access to his car. He had access to his phone. He could make it look however he wanted to look. Okay, so my first problem here is, why are you asking somebody? So let's say Adnan really did kill Hay. Why are you calling up somebody who is kind of your friend, not really your friend, just some dude who you smoke weed with every now and then? Why are you calling him to help bury a body? Why are you trusting him with that? Why are you not thinking... I'm just going to tell this guy and he's going to go to the cops. I mean, maybe it's just me, but if I'm calling somebody to bury a body, it's going to be one of my OGs. It ain't going to be my acquaintance down the block. Exactly. Yes, I just said OG. And also, why did he agree to help then? Like, why Why is some... If somebody literally called me up and was like, hey, we partied one time, you want to help me bury a body? No. Heck no. I'm not doing that. Okay, so now we're going to touch on Dawn. Dawn is Hay's boyfriend at the time of her disappearance. It's the gentleman that she left Adnan for. I wouldn't say for, but she definitely moved on from Adnan to this man very quickly. So, first things first, Dawn, the day that Hay disappeared, they called him not long after she disappeared. He did not call them back until 1.30 in the morning and said that he was working. Another thing, Don worked at Lens Crafters with Hay. That's where they met. Don's alibi was his mom, who was the manager of Lens Crafters. Hashtag mama's boy. Um, the most important piece of evidence, the only day that Don worked at another store with a different login information was the day that Hay disappeared. This could have gone one of two ways. It could have been Don being like, oh crap, I don't want to get in trouble. I was off doing God knows what, and I just need to have an alibi, so mommy helped him out. Option two, oh my God, I was off killing my girlfriend. My mama needs to help me out. Either way, mama bear is going to spring into action, right? And there was a specific conversation with the folks at Lens Crafters, and it was not common procedure that when you worked at a different store that you logged in with a different ID number. This was the one and only time that Don ever logged in with that ID number and that the manager okayed it, which was his mother. Um, There was no physical evidence linking Don to the crime scene, but there was also no physical evidence linking Adnan to the crime scene, so we need to keep that into effect here. Um, Don really, I mean, he had an alibi, but I feel like your mom has an alibi. Mm. My thoughts on this is the cops were like, hey, Don, what were you doing? And he's like, hey, I was working. And they're like, okay, 
Yeah, there they was just no really look dismissed into it. him. They did not cover their bases because I think even the information about the different login with the lens crafters, I don't even know if they uncovered that information right away. That came years later. And like I said, it was the only time he logged in with that different information. So there's one of two things that happened. Either later your mom went back to cover your tracks or you yourself were trying to cover your tracks. Either way, there's no reason for you to be logging in with a different employee number. Lastly, Don, these days, um, I recently watched a special about the Adnan case on TV, and Don's health has severely declined, and he can barely walk, can bar- like he's in severe decline. There's really no reason for it, but all I have to say is hashtag karma. That's just my personal theory. Again, I just want to get that out there. I am not at all saying that, well, I'm going to rephrase that. I am saying that I think Don maybe had a part in Hayes' disappearance, but I have no solid proof. So, we I will just leave that at that with Don. I think there's as much proof that Don did it as Adnan did it. Yeah, girl. So, now we're going to touch on some other far-out theories that could have been a possibility of things that happened to Hay. That had nothing to do with Adnan, had nothing to do with Jay, had nothing to do with Don. The first of these is Ronald Lee Moore, who was a gentleman who was out of jail at the time of Hayes' death. He was a rapist. He was a burglar. Reasons why he could have possibly not been the one that did it. Hay was not raped. Um, Reasons why he could have done it. His other victim was Asian. They were both strangled. Previously, he did not dispose of the body. And his previous victims were beat severely, whereas Hay was just strangled as a crime. It seems like a crime of passion, whatever that may be, whether it be Don, whether it be Jay, whether it be Adnan, whoever it may be. It seemed as though it was like a crime of passion, whereas this, they were beat severely and then they were strangled. So another kind of far-fetched possibility is um, a man named Roy Davis. Um, there was another 18-year-old from the same school, I believe, or at least a school nearby, who was raped and also murdered. And they were both left in wooded areas. So there's definitely more similarities with Roy Davis than with Ronald Lee Moore. So there's some things that didn't fit with Roy Davis. Um, his other victim was raped. He was not raped. Um, both girls frequently drove by where he lived. Um, the other victim was killed in May of 1998 and Hay was killed in January of 99. So definitely a few differences, but definitely a lot of similarities. I think that the cops should have definitely looked into more possibilities. They definitely focused in on Adnan and they didn't even look anywhere else. As soon as they got that one random tip, they focused in on him and they did not consider any other possibilities. So the last possibility that we've um, kind of discussed that we as ourselves have entertained. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of other theories out there. Guys, there's literally a theory out there that Hay was murdered by her own family for dating when she shouldn't have been. Like, in that, in our mind, that is not even a thought. Not like, possible. It's not possible. There are so many other things that fit more than this. The last theory is Mr. S, who is the person that found his body when he went to go pee in the woods. He was 100 feet from her body, but still somehow managed to see it. And he was drinking Budweiser. 
Like, let's just say Mr. S was not maybe the most upstanding citizen. Not ethical. But at the same time, I feel like he did the right thing. He saw a dead body, and he called the cops, even though he was drinking a Budweiser. I think on his way back to work, even. He was drinking and working. I mean, you do you, man, but probably not the best Times are tough. They really focus on how it was weird that he walked so far off the road to go to the bathroom. Maybe, maybe not. I don't think 100 feet is really that far. I think if you're drinking a Budweiser on your way to work, weirder things have been done. So realistically, these are all the options that we think could have been possibilities for what happened to Hay. Um, There have been some big trial updates on Adnan lately. So after Serial um, got super popular back in 2016, um, I know there's some work done with some Innocence projects and Adnan got a new lawyer and in the summer of 2016, he was, the judge granted him a new trial and they just had to wait on a decision from the Court of Special Appeals. So they waited and waited and waited and in March of 2018, the court officially granted Syed a new trial, um, and the state of Maryland appealed this because the state, they think they have their guy, they think he's where he needs to be, so they're, of course, appealing this. Fast forward to a year later, March of 2019, the Court of Appeals voted, and they actually voted 4-3 to um, not to grant Anand a new trial, so that was a huge hit in all the work that they have been doing to get him a new trial. Everybody thought he was going to get this new trial, and unfortunately, they ruled against it. So the most recent update that I could find um, was of July 1st, 2019. They were working on preparing a petition to file to the U.S. Supreme Court. So in closing, as we said in the beginning of the episode, we are by no means any sort of criminal experts. We are no means professionals. We are literally just two North Dakota girls who love true crime and have decided to turn it in our passion into a podcast. We just we just want justice, you guys. I feel like the more we talk about it, the more people get interested in it, the more people look into this stuff. I mean, look at what Serial did for Anon. He doesn't have a new trial, but it's a definite possibility. And it really goes without saying, but Adnan for us was the first case that really got us going on the true crime. I mean, we've both always loved true crime. We were literally sitting here on one of our outtakes talking about how the first show that I listened to as a true crime person was at Silence of the Lambs at eight years old. Like, that's not a normal thing. Amber was saying Jeepers Creepers for her. How old? I don't know how old. Definitely not old enough to be watching not, Jeepers Creepers. We were not old enough. Like, our parents, not our parents, my grandma. Grandma had, shout out to Grandma Tiny. <laughs> Let me watch Silence of the Lambs when I was eight years old. We literally just have a passion for this, and we are literally two banker girls. That this is just our passion to research crime, talk about crime. We figured we, instead of our boss getting mad at us, talking about, you know, crime in our office, we thought we'd do it on our off time. Shout out to our boss, Todd Borkart, and his wine-loving wife, Abby Borkart, for enabling our wine habit. We get all of our wine from Abby with Traveling Vineyard. Tonight we have been drinking Armatura, a lovely red. And it's gone, Abby. It's gone. (laughs) It is gone. Stay tuned for our next episode, guys. Peace out. Thanks. Bye.